Hey y'all, hello, hello. What up, LOD squad? Back with the LOD podcast. We got some pretty dope people on here. You already know you got Lord Heidi. We got me. And Andy, Andy whatever. <laughs> Anyways, then we got Larry Alexander on yeah, here. Her. That's up. Hey, what up, Larry? And what then up? we have most players. Jeff. Jeff, introduce yourself. How you doing, Jeff? First of all, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, supposed to say my name is Jeff. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I was, huh? No, but I'm doing good, and uh, thank you guys for, for having me. Thank you for, for joining us today. Yeah, for sure. So if you guys don't know Jeff, Jeff is somebody that is, for lack of a better word, educated, because <laughs> I don't know how to say, like, super-duper educated, but you're super-duper educated. He's a professor now, y'all. I don't Facts. know if y'all know that, but he's a professor. We got a professor here. And he's also helping us out with the Bold Barrio podcast. Check if y'all don't know, that is our sister podcast under LOD. They hop mm-hmm. into some pretty great topics. And Jeff really do got a lot to say. So, Jeff, first, starting off, your age, social security number, blood type, height, weight, <laughs> <laughs> anything, any of those. Oh, my God. Bank account, the, you're, the, trying the, to take, uh, you're trying to, trying to commit <laughs> fraud, huh? Identity theft is not a joke, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> uh, the preferably the last uh, three numbers, the last four, four numbers, four numbers on your uh, card, and then the back three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and your address too, so I can oh, send wow. you a nice little package Thank with you. your money. She wants to commit fraud, like uh, <laughs> nah, like oh. the Democrats. Oh my god. <laughs> Election fraud. I'm gonna take your ballot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I need your address. No, no, before before Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Anything really? Favorite food, favorite cat, favorite animal, your dog's name, your cat's name, your bird's name, anything. I mean where do I start? I think um thanks for 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 saying that I'm educated. I think I think it's interesting that's the that's the first word that comes to mind. Um, but I think uh, the way I would like to start off is I'm a I'm an LA native, so born and raised in LA. Hey, let's go, um, yes, sir. I, I grew up mm-hmm. in in South Central, right? Hey. On, uh, represent. That's right the hood. On, <laughs> right on Slauson. And where and you from, Ben? Where you from? <laughs> oh no, we can't talk about that. <laughs> no, but, I'm from Jesus. <laughs> Slauson. But I grew I grew up around uh, the Slauson Figueroa area, and then. Hey. Uh, moved to uh, Southeast LA, um, maybe around middle school. Um, uh, my mom was was really just trying to get me out of the hood. Um, it was things were getting too crazy around that time, and this was what like uh, the early two thousands, mid two thousand like two thousand four, two thousand five. Dang, I was like one. Uh, there was like, there was no there was a lot of violence, and um, my mom was trying to get me out of there, um, and so. Uh, that, I grew up in LA. I, I um, w- uh, one of the things that 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 I take pride in is that when I think about LA, um, I could I can map it out in my brain, <laughs> the streets, the turns, um, everything. I and um, uh, you know, I'm also um, my parents. Uh, they're immigrants. Um, thank, thank God they're now citizens. Um, hey, they migrated. They migrated from. From Mexico, uh, South Mexico, hey. South, what is it? South from where? Mexico. Where are you from? Hey! Where are you from? Where That's what you call them. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, um, and so, yeah, like, um, um, 
I've also, you know, I've gone, I've, I've done college. I've, I went to Vanguard University and got a BA mm-hmm. in, in religion and really? just about a year That's ago, cool. graduated from Fuller uh, Seminary uh, with a master's of arts in theology. And then I'm, I'm the first one in my family to graduate from college and then go wow. to, and go to graduate school. And then, hey. um, Love that for you. um, and you know, I've done a lot of other things, but as of, as of, as of late, uh, uh, you know, I've been involved in the church. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> LA, but. I lead, uh, I, I lead, uh, I'm a director at uh, RLA church, um, right on the corner of Adams and Crenshaw. Right. And, and so, and I'm a, I'm a big, uh, soccer fan, big soccer fan. What are your teams? I love, uh, LAFC and Barca. Eight. Let's go. Uh, not eight. Let's go. <laughs> not eight. Let's go. And, what did you um, follow the Mexican league? Oh, I stopped following that league when I was like ten. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Veracruz fan. He has to be. I guess. Uh, oh man. But uh, yeah, and my puppy. My puppy's name is Luna. I got a little golden retriever. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. How old is she? Uh, three months. Oh, that's so cute. It's your little baby. Yes, that's baby. cute. All right. So, Jeff, you did mention that you grew up here, you know, in the hood where we live. We live on, where do we live? On Manchester. Manchester. I don't give you a number. I'm not like that, girl. What you doing? I live on Manchuda. They live on Manchuda. <laughs> yeah, Manchester goes like it's all the way from LAX to like every. So, you're not going nowhere. But yeah. we do, we do live. We did live close to where uh, Jeff kind of grew up. Do you have any stories from the hood? I would like to know. Yeah. Compare uh, compare compare data. Want to hear a crazy story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you were walking home one day, or man, he, bro, he's like ten. He's gonna walk home every day. Mm-hmm. Are you dumb? <laughs> hey, no. I mean, I was ten walking home. <laughs> See, uh, from uh, to school and from school because my parents were working. You know, um, but let me see a crazy story. Uh, I was I was talking about a little bit about um, uh, violence and why we moved out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's crazy and scary. Um, but uh, back in those days, uh, um, like the the just the fights and 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 the violence between um, Hispanics, Latinos, and African Americans was big. Mm-hmm. And it was really going off. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if that, I was wondering when you said 2004, 2005, I was wondering if that's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went to a school called John Muir Middle School. And, hey, and we're not a place, but it came out. Like, <laughs> yeah, by the Kmart. <laughs> and that was like the epicenter, one of the epicenters of all that. And um, I remember one day, like, uh, an announcement just went out through the school. Don't wear white tomorrow. Don't wear a white T-shirt um, because anybody who's wearing a white T-shirt is going to get shot. Oh, um, and, and, and the thing is that back then, like, uh, we there's no skinny jeans. There's no none of that. You know, everybody <laughs> wore baggy pants yeah. and white or black tees. You would wear your pro club, your pro five, and your dickies, the dickies your chucks. <laughs> um, your DCs. And I remember and I remember just telling my mom, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. Um and my mom has no idea what's going on because she this is another world. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. 
We and were the- very different, Jeff. <laughs> I wanted to be there. <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't want to go to school. Of all the action. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to get shot. And um, um, I, I went to school. And thankfully, nothing happened. But the, the following week, like somebody, somebody from the school that I knew ended up getting shot. Um, and it was just crazy. Um, this was in middle school, fam. This was in middle, middle school. Middle school. That's crazy. And um, and another one I can think of is I remember my whole block was shut down. I remember in elementary school, fifth grade. I remember walking to school, and there was these apartments that I would pass by, and the guy would always come out in the morning, and his eyes were bloodshot red, but bloodshot like like bloodshot and. And I remember he would always just be handing little things to to people, you know, and I didn't know what was that. I was just like, what? Like, that's so weird. Like, what, what is he giving out? I want like, some. <laughs> Free candy? <laughs> <laughs> and then like a, week later, like a week later, the whole block was shut down. Um, mm-hmm. They brought the SWAT team. They brought like the the canines and uh, mm. they, they they made everybody leave their houses they were searching every house on that block oh, and, and that's what and then i'm like man like this is insane this is where i live like and this is where i walk through every day and i i like and it was just crazy like as a kid you're just trying to process all that like what is this like how why is this happening you know and um i mean there's fun stories too like yeah. Um, uh, like a short one. Um, one of my favorite memories is um, um, me being outside in, in, in my grandma's yard playing. And sometimes, you know, you just find things to do because there's nothing else to do. And yeah. I, was just, I was just spinning. I was spinning, got myself dizzy, fell. And when I fell, I look up and, and I see the palm trees. And, mm. and that memory just so locked in in my head, like. And, and that's why whenever I, I think about LA and, and I think about those palm trees, whenever I see those palm trees, there's like oh, this yeah. this connection, you know, like mm-hmm. man, like this is this is my land. This is yeah. this is this is my neighborhood. Like this is where I'm from. I felt that every time I uh would come and visit from Indy mm. uh when I was living in Indy, I would feel that like no- nostalgia, like over like yo, I just like I just arrived, you know, you, you, the plane is yeah. like Mm-hmm. It's like landing and you already see those palm trees and it just just does something inside of you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, and I think you hit it perfectly. It's nostalgia, you know, like remembering, like, yeah. and you just feel that connection to the land, you know? Yep. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, you telling your stories, it reminds us a lot, like, of where we live. Like, this is like, that's normal, you know? Yeah. Like, to people growing up here, that's completely normal. Right. You tell yeah. it to somebody that lives in, like, the Bay, or not not the Bay, the Bay is much like us, that lives <laughs> in, like, rural, the Valley and the stuff, birds, and they, like, the they get scared and stuff. Yeah. But what I like is that you, like, like you said, your mom, you know, got you out of that situation. And, you know, the person you are today, it's fortunately, you know, if you would have stayed in that environment, it would have been someone completely different. So what yeah. I want to ask you is how was high school? Was yeah, high school any different for you? Oh, yeah. Y'all yeah. hear that? Yeah, yeah. Still hiding, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still on the run, so. <laughs> no, no. High school, high school was a little different, but not really because you think you're running away. Like, you think you're getting away from the violence, but you only see that where you're going there's still violence mm-hmm. yeah like like you can like 
Like, and it might not be the way it was in South Central, but it's still there in some way or some form, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and it just shows up differently. And um, high school, uh, I think, I, I, I'll i be honest, like, I got caught up with a, 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 a lot of bad things. And, and I think part of it is because I was still trying to find out who I was, like, uh, being in South Central and being connected with with the with the neighborhood and and the people that I would hang out in the neighborhood, like you grow an identity, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. and then you leave that place and you begin to question, like, is this who, still who I am, or mm-hmm. or or do I need to change, or like, and you don't really know that's going on, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I was still trying to process all that. What did you get? To, no, go ahead. What did you get caught up with, uh, Jeff? Yeah, so um, I was involved with like graffiti crews. Like, still, I, I would see crews as a, like another form of gangs. It's just yeah. they just try to like minimize it, but it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. Of drugs, alcohol, all that stuff, and and, and yeah, and so and looking back, like it, it's just you see that those are things you were using to cope and things that you were using to um, um, find yourself. Like you're trying yeah. to, I was trying to find myself, like, who am I, you know? And, yeah. and, um, and yeah. And so that's, that's a part of my story that I don't really share. Cause I, I feel like um, this, this whole thing of testimonies, it, yeah. sharing your life story, you don't really like people don't really, don't really ask you that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people, yeah. what they ask you is, "What do you do?" Yep. Uh-huh. Do you not, not where do you come from? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. And I wanna, and I wanna tie back into that because um, you said you you serve at RLA, um, like us, we we serve at RLA too. So I was, I wanted to ask you the question of how the church community, not necessarily like being Christian, but the church community, um, tied into um your whole experience growing up in middle school and high school um how did were you even christian in middle school and high school how did you come across jesus yeah Yeah. um i like i grew up in a in a in a uh a christian family um but not like not christian as you would perceive it like typically like go to church every day and things like that Uh, my family Mm -hmm. was more like uh we believe it but um we're not really going to church um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, and, you know, so my family would be on and off church. But the way my mom was with me was she told me that um, she wouldn't force me to go. Um, she would always tell me um, whenever you're ready to come, like, like wow. the doors are open. Uh, but obviously so that, that can go either way. That's the first time I hear that from a, yep. from a Latino parent. Yeah, it could yeah. go either way, though, because... Um, the the backlash to that was the things I ended up in hmm. um, that that got me hmm. kicked out of school and that got me involved in, in a whole bunch of stuff, but but for me I never felt like it was something I had to do like following Jesus going to church like for me it was always something like if I ever feel like I I need to go there or if I need some sort of support I know the doors are open. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I, I came a point in, in my life, like my senior year in high school where I was smoking, drinking. And I remember like, like just being at a point where like I was, sm- I was literally smoking and I got this thought, like, I need to get out of this. I can't do this anymore. 
Like, I'm not going to get wow. anything out of this. Like, mm. like, where am I going to end up? Like, and from that moment on, I, I try to leave. I try to quit it, but I couldn't. Um, um, I think you could say it was addiction. You, I don't know what it was, but I just couldn't. And I remember, um, this is crazy, but I remember, um, you know, in the hood, uh, people who sell you marijuana illegally, we call them the connect. And so I remember my yep. connect, um, my <laughs> connect um, told me one day, hey, this, I was a senior. Hey, um, I'll, um, I'll give you some free weed if you come to church with me. And I was like, okay. what? what? I'm down. Let's go. Like, I, I've been to church. <laughs> like, I'll go. Like, I'm broke. I don't really have money like that. And you're going to give me some free weed and, and smoke me out. I'm down. Let's do it. So I end up going and I go like for a whole month, but it's because I'm trying to get like, <laughs> trying to get high, you know? Yeah. And, but then one day, um, one of my friends who, who, um, who went with me, we were doing the same thing and uh, we were at the church and, and um, at this point I, I was going through a lot. Like I was really um, suffering from a trauma from when I was a kid. Um, like I grew up without a dad. And so that always haunts you. Um, then, um, I was trying to get out of this life and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't, mm. I started to feel like I didn't belong in this group anymore. Like I was trying to get out, but it was holding me down. And then I remember being in, in the service and I started hearing messages about, um, the pastor was preaching about things like, you're not a mistake. Um, God has a purpose for you. And that's what, and it was, me. and then I remember they did an altar call and I didn't want to go up. I didn't want to go up, but my friend was like, dude, just go up. I'm like, but I don't want to do this. And he's like, just do it so you can get, so you can keep getting stuff. And I'm like, hmm. all right, I'll go. So I went up, they prayed for me, but I didn't know what I was doing. Hmm. A week later, the con I've never felt so convicted in my life about what I was doing. Wow. To the point where like, I was doing these things and it was like an out-of-body experience almost where I would look down on myself and like, you shouldn't be doing this anymore. You shouldn't be doing this anymore. And then one day I ended up at RLA and um, heard a message that was just powerful. And, and it, it, I felt like some the sense of freedom. And and ever since that, like I be, I got sober, I, I, I became a part of the community. Um, uh, How old were you? I was uh, 17. Hmm. Wow. And, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty big. Like you ask anyone in my family, like I was the black sheep. Um, hmm. You ask anyone in my family, um, people would, people would tell me like, oh, you're not going to end up anywhere. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, uh, God had other plans and. and That's dope. Yo, I have, I have something to ask because. You brought this up and I started thinking, I started meditating on this. And this is something that I think we could go deeper into in, in Bold Barrio. But um, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, and it was what you you saying that all those things that you that you were doing during like high school, middle school, high school, it was your way of coping yeah. with your situation, right? And I was thinking, well, why why that? Why, yeah. why coping through that way? And then I was thinking of my, ex cause I, I've worked, I lived 
I grew up in South Central like Jeff. And and like Jeff, I've worked with a lot of youth, right? Um but I've worked with with youth in in the hood in South South LA and also in the suburbs, right? Uh I've worked with youth in 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 the suburbs of Indiana. And and those kids go through it too, right? But one thing that I've noticed a lot of those kids in those in in the burbs are very involved in extracurricular activities at school. They're mm-hmm. involved in sports, that's they're involved their way in, of coping. in these things, yeah. right? Yeah, they're that's and that's their way of uh Jeff said this too of finding yourself, right? That's their way of finding themselves. And I was thinking, well, w- what about us? Like what about me growing up? Like, why wasn't I ever involved in, like, the only time I was involved in stuff was, like, when I was playing soccer my fresh my freshman year of high school. That was the only time, I think, that I was involved in anything. And the reason why was because I had to go straight home from school right after school because out of, out of fear, out of that fear, my parents mm-hmm. had that fear of like, you yep. can't be out in the streets that late. You have to stay till what? You have to stay till 4 or 5 p.m. It's already getting dark at that time. You know, you got to mm-hmm. go straight home. Like, I need you to come straight home. No, you're not going to go out there with your friends. No, you can't. Like, and then there's that, mm-hmm. there's that fear, that insecurity, that lack of trust, right? now. you can't, who are you going to yeah. be out there with? You know, I remember one time I was, uh, when I was playing soccer, I remember I came home and it was a rainy day and we had just had a game. We played against Yo, did you go to Manual Arts? No. Um I, I moved I was gonna go there, but I got moved uh from John Muir, so I ended up going to a school called Bell High School. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that day we played against Manual Arts. I was at Crenshaw and we played against <laughs> Manual Arts. Um and I remember I get home with with my cleats on. And my and still my wet soccer uniform on, and my my friends uh, pops gave me a ride, and I get home, I knock on the door, and I, I'm received with this question of, where were you, what were you doing, why are you getting home so late, type of thing, you know, and and it's it, it wasn't out of like, it wasn't concern. out of maliciousness, right? It was more of yeah, out of concern, yeah. out of like fear of like yo. You know where we live. You know we lived in a yeah. We lived in the Crenshaw area. Like if you know the Crenshaw area, near Crenshaw and Slauson, Crenshaw Fifty Fourth, like that area is, is is very very dangerous. And so, it I was received at that, and I'm just like, yo, I just I I got my soccer uniform on. Like you know exactly where I'm coming from. But it was <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't so much asking me where I was. It was asking me why are you out. Knowing yeah. the dangers, mm-hmm. or who are you with, or who you who are you with? So yeah. I, I just found that interesting because a lot of these people don't realize. A lot of people outside of these worlds they don't realize that, yo, why why do these kids end up in gangs? Why do these kids end up in these things and that thing? Was well, because of you know of those limitations of of we don't have those, and not to mention we could even get into the the budget. That goes into oh, these yeah. programs, mm-hmm. after school programs, and all that, and and you know, but yeah. So so I just wanted to mention that because Jeff, you brought that up, and I was like, yo, that's that's crazy, you know. And it's like gangs; they get into gangs because sometimes, like Jeff said, they're the black sheep. 
you know they feel yeah. like they don't belong and then with the gang they feel like they're belong whereas yeah. in sports team you know you have your team you belong with them so it's just a very mm. it's a kind yeah. of the same concept but very different dynamics the because of, of where we live yeah yeah, yeah. where mm-hmm. we live the need of loyalty the need of understanding the need of all of that and you find that unfortunately through gangs and jeff touched on the point where he said that his mom never really forced him to go to church it was kind of an option and like you said larry that was very shocking yeah because like most of you know we grew up in church parents are like you know i'm your parent like you gotta listen to me you gotta go like you can't stay home yeah. alone i'm not asking you i'm telling and, you yeah exactly and it's kind of like vas a ir porque vas a ir. like yep. i don't care if you don't want to go like you're gonna sit there and you're gonna listen yep. and most of the times we didn't even listen <laughs> so and it's crazy to me because like god works in such crazy ways mm-hmm. like jeff in, didn't grow up in the church he met jesus like around my age you know and then you know he went on to eventually you know study about jesus study the bible study religion and i just find that so fascinating and i want to ask you how exactly like did you like get into that because a lot of people study what like their childhood had to do you know like their career their decisions their interests are influenced by their upbringing but for you i don't want to say it's totally the opposite because maybe some of the factors did play in yeah but it's just it's not common you know so i want to ask you how did that come about yeah that's a good question like just to uh say this and then kind of explain it i i see a lot of correlation with how i grew up and what i studied Mm -hmm. um first most the correlation that i now see is that um um there isn't that many latinos latinas um, in um, higher, like graduate education. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so for me, that became a big deal. Like um, when, even even if I was, a, like even if I was doing bad things as a kid, um, I, I was always listening in class, you know? Um, I was always interested in learning. And, and it's crazy though, because as I was having like this existential crisis in a way, in the in the in the in my junior senior year, I was also introduced to philosophy, mm. and, and I started reading a lot of um, what they call nihilistic philosophy. And basically, the background behind this is the foundation is a question of existence. Like, it begins to ask questions of why do we exist, and and those were the kind of questions I was asking myself. Um, um, I, I had two uh, family members that passed away. When and I was really young. And for me, that became um, a big deal. And so I would always ask myself, when I was going doing all this stuff, um, I would always ask, without even knowing, I would ask God, God, why am I still here? Why am I still mm-hmm. on this planet? Like, you you took some of my family members. This is this is me uh, uh, trying to rationalize as a, as a kid, right? But why haven't you taken me? And so I was asking those kind of questions. Why am I alive? Why am I, why do I exist? Um, and so it, it led me to read um, people like, and music influenced me a lot too. Um, um, you know, you listen to, to hip hop, you listen to a lot of uh, old school rock and, and, and they ask these kind of questions. We just don't, we just don't pay attention to it. And so the music mm-hmm. that I was listening to kind of hit mm-hmm. me in that direction as well. Um, and so I got into uh, philosophers like Nietzsche 
And from there, I knew like, this is something I want to do. I want to, I want to, I want to provide answers to these kind of questions. And so then well, you get a combination of interest and philosophy. Um, you, I start following Jesus. I feel like I'm like, I have a vocational opportunity in, in, in church ministry and leadership. You combine all three and you get, you can get something like theology, which it combines a lot of those questions together, but points the Bible um, as a source for answering those questions. Um, and, and so then I, I went to my, my BA, I switched minors, I mean, majors a couple of times. Um, I, I originally wanted to do philosophy. Uh, then I got into journalism. Um, but then I felt like that's not really what I want to do. I want to do um, theology. And and I always knew I wanted to teach um, as a kid. Um, uh, I, remember being, <laughs> I remember being in a math class and one of my classmates was really struggling with uh, the problems and they just weren't understanding what the teacher was saying. And so I came up with another little way of doing things and I showed my classmate how to do it. And they were like, wow, like I get it. And so I remember just like having this thought that day I was in the 10th grade, maybe I should teach one day. Um, that reminds me of when you would get caught talking in class and teacher would be like, come up here and teach it. And I feel like Jeff would be like, okay. <laughs> and he will go up there and teach it. Uh, yeah. And so then like a combination of all that. And then I got my BA and while I was in my BA at Vanguard University, um, I would, I would look at my professors and the way they would teach and the way they would carry themselves and the way they were there for their students and the way they would like embody um, uh, just Christian life, the way they would embody life with Jesus. And all I felt while being in those classes was I want to be like that. Like, how did mm -hmm. they get there? And one, one way of getting there was going to seminary. Um, and so then I decided to go for my graduate degree at Fuller Seminary. And, and yeah, and so the next step is um, I, I hope to start a PhD program in a year or two um, and keep going. And, um, and yeah, like, and, and connecting it to my community, like um, now, like how I, what I, how I read scripture, um, how I read philosophy and all these things, it informs how I do ministry. It informs um, the advocacy yeah. that, that, that I, that I do um, the way the, the policies that I support, the way that I, I see my community, it informs all of that. Um, and, and so for me, theology, yeah, you can, you can find some sort of vocation in it in terms of like getting a paid job. But it, for me, it's also informed the way I just see life in the world. Damn, that's good. That's good. Um, Larry, anything to say before I say this last question? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, so I want to close with this question. Um, so you you said you went to Vanguard and where else? Fuller. And Fuller. Fuller. All right. All right. Dang. Dang. <laughs> so. And trade tech, Whoa, by the way. That? I didn't mention that I started at a community college. Hey. I didn't have a, a good enough GPA to, to go to a, a Cal State or a UC or anything like that. Dang. So... Well, As you know, you know, like you mentioned, there's not a lot of, you know, Latinos in these 
fields. And to be honest with you, there's not a Latino studying like in college at all. Mm-hmm. You know, lately there has been a spike. Like I know this year, like UCLA had like mm-hmm. a record of like Latinos and African-Americans and black people applying oh. to their programs, which is surprising. Like in 2021, like, come on now, like we should be better than that. But I want you to share a little bit of, uh, your college experience like because I know like my whole life my parents have always been pushing that like mm-hmm. graduate like my parents did not graduate high school so it's like you need to graduate and then you need to go to college so it's like you need to do two things that they didn't do and then once you get there like from what my brother has told me you kind of feel like that imposter syndrome where it's like you don't belong there yeah and then you're like struggling and then like you don't see people like you so you're having trouble like like finding your community and your professors don't look like you either so like i want to ask you did you have any of those struggles and like and h- how did you get over that? yeah and uh, and i kind of want you to focus on that part of like how do you get over it um like from my own experience at ucla it did feel like that that, that imposter syndrome um and it was part partly me not reaching out i was kind of i closed myself in i was like like what's going on um, it was like the first time I've ever felt like that. Because this dude was like valedictorian, top of his yeah. class for like four years. He uh-huh. had like perfect GPA, yeah. perfect everything. Like he is like the student. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, but I want to touch on that like psychological thing because um, maybe community college was, well, I don't know what community college you went to, but it's Tray-tech. community college is, from what i heard i, yeah, I took a few classes at trade tech trade tech is pretty good not gonna yeah, lie it's cool it's not as good <laughs> as people make it seem yeah and it's diverse is, is yeah, what i'm trying yeah. to get at um oh, compared to vanguard and fuller um so like how how was how did you get kind of like through that um how did you like what tips tricks something like that for someone listening advice um, advice to get through those uh college years community college and ultimately mm-hmm. Doctorate. Dang, yeah. bro, Dr. Bamako. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to yeah. say, my name is Jeff. So, my name yeah, is Jeff. <laughs> We're manifesting it. <laughs> um, no, but I think that's a really good question um, because I struggled with that too and still do um, to an extent, and I'll share why. Um, community college, I, I already had felt a little out of place and um, because mm. of... of my and it started with high school um i didn't get off to such a great start and i remember my high school teacher the first one i ever had for english told us to look to our left and to our right because one of those persons wasn't going to be here um by the time you yeah. graduated whoa and, and and so for me that was that was very impactful because like and now that i look back like how dare he say that you know like yeah like and the thing is that that school was majority, a majority Latinos, Latinas. Um, and so he already went in with a, yep. a preconception about, um, uh, about Latinos and Latinas in education. Yep. And, um, and ever since that, I kind of like had this thought, like I might not make it. But thanks to the persistence of, of my mother, of um, some friends, um, I, I, I started, I went back to school. I, I mean, I, I got more involved in school and even then I was behind because I, I missed a lot of classes. And so I was trying to play catch up. Um, I graduated on time, thankfully, but, um, I, 
um, again, because of the administrators who felt like I wasn't going to um, go further, I didn't get much help in signing up for college. So I signed up mm. late. I only got two classes and I got, uh, they were uh, in the night, which it's mainly people who, who um, work full time and, and they're usually more advanced in life. They're usually more grown and um, they've been exposed to a lot of more ideas. And so I always, I, I felt like I was behind. And, and I think that's part of imposter syndrome too. You feel like you're behind. You feel like you don't know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. The other people there know more than you. And so I still struggle with that sometimes because even um, mm. in seminary, that was even in my master's, that was the case. There were always going to be people that know more than you, always. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that what you have to say um, doesn't matter, you know? Mm. Um, at Vanguard, I started Both. noticing. I started, at Vanguard was a little better. Um, now it's better because the. He got stuck. <laughs> he got Yo. stuck. He froze. Yeah. He got stuck, bro. He got stuck. So you, 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 mentioned, you were mentioning that it was tough at Vanguard, Vanguard but now it's, it's better now. But now it's a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, now it's a little better because um, the student body is 40 to 50% Latino, Latina. Hey. But even then, though, it, it still remains. Um, it, there's still this sense of like the professorship doesn't reflect yeah. the student body, you know. And and in my experience there, like I learned, I loved it. I love Vanguard. I love the professors. But I felt like I needed to go somewhere that was a little bit more diverse in terms of opinions and beliefs. So that's why I decided to go to Fuller. But um, in terms of opinions and beliefs, you get many. There's so many different denominations yeah. represented. But the faculty and the student body still reflects that reality of mm-hmm. Latinos, people of color, Latinas, not really um, feeling like the student body. I was in classes at Fuller where I was the only brown person. Wow. I was in classes <laughs> where... I was the only brown person and I was a teaching assistant. Wow. Oh, okay. oh, there was other brown people. Sorry. No, there was, but it was majority white. And I was, and they were older. They're older than me, but I'm the teaching assistant. So I can only imagine what some of them were thinking. Not everybody, right? Uh, I think in terms of um, uh, diversity and understanding the, the, the way, um, People and institutions have been racialized. Fuller has been good, but Fuller is also going mm-hmm. through its own process. Um, and what I would say, I remember my first day at Fuller, um, I just couldn't shake this, this anxiety off of me. And it was because I know what those classes are like. People know more than me. I don't have much to say. Um, but I have to keep, I have to keep telling myself, like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm here for. Like, I'm here to learn. Like, I, I'm not here to pretend that I know more than anyone. And I think that's part of the problem of, um, of, of sometimes education that, and I think it's uh, this, you know, w- w- this image of a white knowledgeable man uh, that we all try to be, right? That sometimes education tries yeah. to form you into that yeah. you have to know what you're talking about. Um, 
And for me, it was learning, it was becoming aware of that, that I'm here to learn and I need to make sure I ask good questions. Like ask all the questions I have, like there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. Um, but, but that feeling eventually would go away week two, week three, but it would come yep. back the following quarter in week one and then the following mm-hmm. quarter in week one. And then it wasn't until my last year where I, I felt really good about where I was and, 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 and what I knew and what I didn't know and how I began to understand that that's what community is about. It's about learning from each other. It's about belonging, you know, and a lot of times education will flip it. Um, sometimes what will happen is that they'll turn you against one another. They'll make it a competition when mm. education best happens in community. Um, yep. mm-hmm. When you yep. know you're, you're, you're being heard and, and, and when you know your opinion matters, and I'm really thankful for a lot of my classmates because we would leave class and they would always tell me, man, keep talking, like keep saying what you're saying. Like, it was good. I love when you share it. And, and they didn't yeah. know that before the class started, I was in my car, like saying, I'm not going to talk today. I'm not going to say anything. Mm. Um, and then, and so I think that's part of it. And, and then I was sharing with you, earlier just one of the things one of my professors said and it was that the difference between you and those who know is that they've done the reading mm-hmm. and so for me it just yeah. means do the reading it means work hard um and um i admit that sometimes hard work won't get you where you want to go because of certain realities but um working hard yeah. can get you or you far, have to you work know? harder than the mm-hmm. next guy and that's the reality yeah yeah and and even that though like it pins you against that person mm-hmm. and, and, what yeah. you do, and, and so when you make that person your your competition you, they no longer mm. become a source of wisdom for you, a source of learning mm-hmm. they, they're just your competitor and if they know more than you that's then good. you feel threatened yeah you know? and and that's why we need to cultivate especially in in spaces of education like that's mutual good. learning you know, not just learning from the expert, other, but learning yeah. from one another. So yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, well, Jeff, I want to close it out with one thing. This and is yeah, uh, we, we close it out twice. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this is LOD um, living out our dream. So I wanted to ask you, um, like, what's a what's a dream that you that you had maybe like what's, in the beginning of high school? What's the next step? Or like, what's the next step for you? Like, what's the next step in life? Of for course, you? your your doctorate. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, we're talking like ten years. Like in the dreams. Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, one of the things I learned about dreams is that we think dreams are a like this location that you get to and then you're mm-hmm. there, but I think um, the dream always consists of working through it. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is. What I mean by that is my dream was to go to Fuller Theological Seminary. Like it's one of, one of the top seminaries in the world. And I got there, but the dream means going to class. It means oh, yeah. um, yep. Yep. Doing, doing what I'm supposed to do in terms of advancing my knowledge every and day. learning and, and every day. And so mm-hmm. the dream mm-hmm. is a grind, you know, Living and, a lot of times we, bread. and a lot of times we think that, the, that having a dream, it just means I have it. And I'm just going to just dreaming. get there. Yeah. 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 Yep. But while I, when I was reading, reading would get like just being in seminary for, for, for 
three years is tough because I was working full time. I was uh, doing ministry, doing family, you know, um, in a relationship and all this stuff. And it's hard. And so when I was when I was sitting there reading, thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. I would tell myself, but this is I'm living the dream. Wow. I'm living my yeah. dream. Mm-hmm. You know? um, That's good. And so I want to say that first about dreams. And then I think um, that one of the things I want to accomplish eventually is um, I want, I one day want to start a school, you know, um, I, like I want to, I want to be a. For sure. For sure. I want to be a, oh, sorry, a professor. Ah. Um, but more than that, like, I, I, I want, like, I just have this, I don't know. I, I've had this thought in my head since I was 18. Like. You said when you were no. 18, your dream. Yeah. When I was 18, um, I've had this dream of one day no. starting school. And, and I remember one of my professors, I asked them, why aren't there any schools in L.A.? Why are they all in Orange County? Why are they all in Pasadena? Why are they all, like, mm. elsewhere? And then the thing this person told me, I don't want to say their name because um, the thing this person told me was it's because L.A. is a wasteland. Wow. wow. And ever since then, I said... <laughs> <laughs> No, and ever since then, I said, like, I don't want LA to be seen yeah. as a wasteland. Yeah, there's there's beauty mm-hmm. in our in our land as a theological wasteland. You know, like, like, oh. like, mm. like I want, I want, and so my dream is to one day start a school in LA that that is in LA, like in LA, LA, not like mm-hmm. Westwood, not the valley. Yeah. <laughs> Or not like um, <laughs> not Anaheim, <laughs> Glendale, and and have it be a, a resource for the community. You know, for English, Spanish speaking, uh, uh, Korean wow. speaking, you know, uh, Mandarin speaking to all the to the diversity of LA. You know, and yeah, and 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 um, I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I also have little steps yeah. that I'm gonna take. And then I hope that 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 um you know I, I get there and that it happens. Yeah. Man, that's so dope. I th- I Damn. think just the last thing that I'll I'll say um is I have I don't have a at, at least as of right now I don't have a dream. Nah, I do. It's because I have a bunch of dreams. But one of the dreams, one of the yeah. dreams like that, like yours, where like I've had a dr- this dream, and it more than a dream. It was like it started off as a vision. That I, I just saw, I saw myself doing like this big like block party slash festival on Crenshaw Boulevard. And and it being like this kind of like this source of of bringing unity, of representing unity within our community. Mm. And I got that back in probably back in 2013 when when this first came up. And wow. I haven't been able to shake it off. Like, I like it's it's in the back of my head, and so and more more often than mm-hmm. not, is in the front of my um on my in front of my face. 
Um, you know, and it's one of those dreams where it's like, I don't even know how, you know, I I would do this, you know. And I'm not talking about like, oh, a block party on Crenshaw yeah. and then like a couple of people show up. Like, I mean, when I saw it, like I literally saw the 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 whole packed. street block on block on block down Crenshaw just filled with people. You know, and and so, and it's something that I haven't been shake been able to shake off, and and I think because it's because it's gonna happen. I don't know how, but it's gonna happen. So I I love that, and, and what you're saying is key. Is you're li- we're living that dream though, because like even even with me, mm-hmm. one thing that I've done in the last year is been I've been more involved and more vocal for my community. And I think that's one step mm-hmm. to take. And that's one step that's bringing me yeah. closer to that dream. And I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it where where, where it's like, yo, I got to do this. Got to do this podcast. I got to speak out on these things because it's going to take me there. Like, it's just happening. You know, it's just something that I step into. Yeah. And, I, and now I'm slowly when I reflect, like right now, as I'm reflecting back, I see a yo, this is actually a little piece of the of the whole puzzle. Like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so yeah. that's dope to hear to mm-hmm. hear that from you, Jeff. And I, I think I think for our listeners out there, uh don't be afraid to dream and don't be like but but also as you're dreaming, like be willing to live it and and live it doesn't mean just living through the day and, and doing something, but live it like work work at it, work hard at it, you know, go for it, like Go and get it, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Dang, that's crazy. That's crazy because I'm just not realizing why you made it living out dreams and not, like, there's a difference between living it and then chasing oh, it. I don't know yeah. if I'm making sense because Jeff could have been like, okay, I got in. Yeah. That's it. You know, I got in. I'm going to take the easy classes because that's, what that's about it. Living our but dreams. no, like, Jeff got up every morning, got up that bread. You know, when you get up in the morning, you're like, you're staring, like, at your floor for, like, <laughs> five minutes. You're like, is it yeah. even worth it? But yeah. you get up, you get dressed, and you go. You drink your coffee, yeah. and then you're fine. And you yeah, have your you bad know? days, too. And that's, you have your bad days where it's like, yo, yep. oh, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. do, you know, I didn't do anything today. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's days where like, is it even worth it? Like, but you need yeah. those days. Pay off. Yeah. Those days fuel the dream. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's dope. Thank. Well, thank you, Jeff, for coming you, on Jeff. here, speaking a little bit. You are amazing. I'm even more, you know, impressed than I already was. Thanks. Like I met, I met Jeff. Like I was like in middle <laughs> school. I was like seventh I re- grade, I think. I still remember the first time we preached. Oh, oh my gosh, I remember that too. I don't want to remember <laughs> it, but dang, like he met me. I was like in seventh grade. I, I might have not shown it at church, but at home, at school, it was just mm-hmm. crazy. And you know, and that they gave me hope because you know, like working with middle schoolers, one thing it's taught me is like they're going through a patch in their life where they have no idea. Like, they don't even know what they're doing. You know, they're fresh out of elementary school. They got one class, one teacher. You know, all of a sudden, they have six that expect all this work by the end of the day. And then they're so, like, excited to grow up that they're, like, they don't even... Anyways, it's crazy working with them. And then they're exposed to so much, and it's so easy for them. But, you know, stories like, like Jeff and his... I don't want to say his testimony, his journey to living out his dream. It was kind of like, dang, yeah. like that's yeah. 
that's deep you know mm-hmm. so thank you so much jeff for coming on here thank you larry always hey, for the yes, ad libs for the <laughs> for the pudding thank you andy for uh the stuff you do keeping me on check but. i'm this is lord heidi and this was hey. the lod podcast see you